With over 35 years of friendship, four marriages, two divorces, and three children between them, there's pretty much no subject that these two have left untouched. In fact, it is a miracle that they've not run out of things to say. Loaded with enthusiasm and fun, each week Emma and Bobo pick a subject for a deep dive, a few tangents with lots of wisdom and laughter along the way. Welcome to Chitty Chat with me, Fiona Todd, and and me, Emma Cantero. Hello, Bobo. Hello, Emma. How how are you going? How's your week been? Well, Emma, as usual, my week has been busy. Um, lots to do. It is. We're um, still early in the year, February, isn't it? February has um, the months turned around. I'm feeling like the, the year, as I think I've mentioned on a previous episode, has gone on a long time already. Really, I feel like we, I don't know how we're already in February. Oh. What happened to January? I don't know. It just, it, the time just goes, Bleated. doesn't it? And you did upset me this week because oh. you told me we only have four weeks left of summer. Did, I don't think I told you that. Did I? I think you did because I didn't know that. Officially autumn starts in um, Sydney in the, in the Southern Hemisphere on the 1st of March. But we haven't had much of a summer, have we? We've had well, know, that's very squally weather, lots of southerly winds, rain. It has been squally. Not much beach time. There has been more beach than in previous years, though. I've been trying my best to swim most days, but it's dropped off recently. Yeah. It hasn't been, I mean, it has um, not been a, it's been a very unusual weather summer. It I'd has say. been, and I was hoping to get back to it. But, um, and then you told me there's only four weeks to go. What? Well, it's a bit, autumn's normally very lovely here, so I think you're fine until mid-April, even end of April. Oh, yeah. Good to and know. And you may get more stability, actually, in um, autumn. Well, I think to th- we're having the El Nino effect, aren't we? We are, which And means- isn't it over now? No, well, I believe here in Sydney, when I first moved here, people said to me, you get five years of dry and then five years of wet. So this will possibly be our first or second year of wet season and we'll go on for another three years or so. Oh. Just saying. I oh, know. Well, in a way, it's better than the bushfires. Well, yes, poss- yes, it is. But, you know, there's floods and dampness can be produce mould. How's I've, your mould going? I've got mould. Mould follows you around, doesn't it? It does. I found a mouldy skirt in the cupboard the oh, other day. Oh, no. What? With, with a leather skirt? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And did you wash it? Get, not wash it, sponge it off? I or? did. Mouldy. It's not good. Is but it? you I get that smell and things. Mildew, isn't it? Mildew. Yeah, you get the smell. Sometimes you can't get rid of the smell. And it's, um, and that, you know what? You can buy some nice pieces of clothing and then they get that bit of mildew on it. It's like, that's rubbish. And this just shows how damp Sydney can be because, and we're quite fortunate probably where we, I mean, I don't have a particular damp issue here. But I've had a couple of things that have gone down. Right. So before we get into anyway, it, on, the dampness. To, on to more interesting subjects. Yes, what are we talking um, about today? We've had, a, we've had a request actually, haven't we, to talk about um, a subject today? We have had a request um, to talk about pets. Um, it was pointed out to us this week, the uh, positive effect that pets can have on our lives. So we walk every morning um, and uh, what we've noticed during lockdown is there's a lot more dogs. And I... I've, feel quite left out I don't have a dog 
So we've been thinking about all sorts of plans to try and steal the cute dogs that we see and just borrow them for a little day or so before we give them back. Or we'll make money out of ransoms. Well, you wanted to ransom them. I did them. want to ransom them. Um, I'm going to be on that Manly Observer page now. As but I've dogs. also noticed in the dogs around that there is obviously someone who is very good at um, a little bit of... Um, is that what you're saying? I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> High fashion for, for animals. Um, <laughs> in that they're getting lovely, lovely cuts. And, and um, grooming. Grooming. So one of the grooming, the dog grooming business is going off. There's a new one opening up just around the corner well, here. Well, someone is doing a lovely job because all of the dogs that I've seen recently look beautifully groomed. And, um, and um, th- lovely haircuts. Yeah, you're definitely, like, compared to when we were walking, you know, four or five years ago, a lot more dogs around. The oodles, you know, something combined with a poodle, <laughs> very popular, aren't they? An oodle here, an oodle there. And it's like, have an oodle. And but they are quite cute. They and are beautiful. They suppose they don't drop the fur as much. But they come with a price, don't they? Like I think last year, a Cavoodle, which is one of the most popular dogs, was $10,000 for a dog. That's a lot of money. Would you pay $10,000 for, for a dog, Bobo? We, you know, how could you do it? Well, it's ridiculous. a lot less money ridiculous. than a child, isn't it? Children cost you a lot more than, than animals, pets. Over um, a lifetime, yes. But you don't have to, like, pay 10 grand up front to get a child, do you? Just got to have a shag. Well, it depends. Well, <laughs> you, might. you might, if you have to um, seek assistance, it could cost you I that. think it's actually quite obscene that a dog can be $10,000. Well, what do you think a price of a dog should well, be then? Well, we've both had pets in our past. You know, I remember, well, I was brought up with with dogs and I remember our first dog that we had he it was actually he was from a litter from our next door neighbour at my grandma's house and it was a border collie that had a litter of dogs and my dad paid a pound for a little dog who was um, even though he was a bit of a half a border collie he was a yellow dog so I think it was a sort of you know cross between a border collie and a Labrador or a golden retriever and he was the, the, the cutest little dog ever and um he was, yeah, he was a pound. It wasn't $10,000 a pound. pound was probably quite a lot of money back in, you know, 1925 when I was growing up. But um, so he was, yeah, that was my first dog that cost, and he was a, a bit, you know, a mixer dog, not a pedigree dog. So I think we had I a, don't think I would spend 10 grand. No, I'd probably just get a rescue dog or a bits of dog, not 10 grand on a dog. Yeah, but if, they, if they're so cute, they though. are cute. They're I get so that, cute. I they're just adorable. And they really. bounce along. Well, maybe you shouldn't be getting a dog then. Mm. Um, I we, think a rescue dog is good. We had a miniature bull terrier. Was it a pedigree dog when you were growing up? dog when we were growing up. And I do Any remember idea we on paid. The price tag? Maybe five hundred pounds. Wow, back then, possibly. I remember back then in nineteen forty-five. Yes, you're paying when you were young. I don't know. <laughs> were you I young in nineteen forty-five? I do remember going to to buy her, and I had my chicken coat on. So, uh, when was, I was that real chicken feathers? No, Fake. I've got a picture of it. <laughs> we'll put it up. Actually, I'm going to put it up in the comments of this. The, the chicken post. coat. I also the wore chicken my chicken <laughs> coat when we went up to Buckingham Palace, and my grandfather got the OBE. So my chicken coat was it's my famous. most stylish item in my um in my wardrobe I'm at I'm the glad time. It wasn't real chickens, and though. it was it was you know yellow synthetic fluff fluff. We're talking of chickens. Um, they can be pets. People can have ch- pet chickens or pet chickens, but also give them eggs. So that's like a doubling up, but. 
before we get on to chickens, yes. we digress. Back to dogs. So um, I think we need to get one to make our, you know, because I do feel a bit left out in our walks. That we, we don't have, have dog. dogs. There's some really cute beagles But the around. interesting observation that we've had is because we tend to walk at the same time every morning. Yes. But we actually don't necessarily see the same dogs. Rarely seem the same dogs. <laughs> I would say sure. rarely. There's a couple of beagles. There's an old bloke um, with his beagle that we see. Near, yeah. Um, but apart from that, it's different dogs every day. Yeah, so perhaps I didn't we're know, in a parallel universe or something. I didn't know there were that many dogs about. There's an awful lot of dogs. Yeah. I was walking this morning and I actually realised there's one thing I don't enjoy about the dogs. I normally enjoy the dogs. Some of them seem very happy to see me. Um, I ran into two yesterday. They were so happy to see me. They nearly, they nearly tripped me up. Um, it was a little Staffy Bull Terrier and there was a Labrador. And the two of them were just going off as I walked past. But when I was walking this morning, do you know what annoyed me? No. What? Pooping dogs. Oh, yes. There's a lot of poop around. Well, it's not only the poop. It's the... This, you feel you have to watch them doing it. <laughs> You've got an obsession or something. Well, you're walking past and then every dog, every couple of yards, you know, every 10 paces, there's a dog pooping. Mm. And you're like, oh, I really don't want to look, but I'm going to look. I don't want to look. I'm, oh, <laughs> wish I hadn't looked. Um, and, you know, it, sometimes it's a little bit messy, difficult oh, to pick up, and sometimes oh, it's not picked up at all. Oh. So um, imagine that many dogs that we're not seeing the same dog every day. Imagine the amount of poop that's going on. Um, the dog poop, they're just pooping machines. I mean, well, that's the thing. I mean, I don't enjoy dog poop. Back in our day, there weren't the little bags, were there, to pick up the poop? No, you, I that don't was, know what you did. I think well, you just I, left it. Did you, you left it. I mean, we used to walk our dog in a field, so I don't think it particularly wasn't, you know, on a part of pavement or whatever. But, and dogs, most dogs will prefer to go out, they'd rather poo in. The garden. When they're going for a walk oh. in the garden. Oh. I think you'll find, you know, a bit of trivia there. But um I see that's one of the benefits of cats over dogs. Because Because they can sort themselves out in the garden. Yes. And they're very tidy. They dig a hole. And they don't do such big poop, poops. Bury it. Mm. Dig a hole, poop, bury it. Dogs don't do that. They just poop anywhere at will. Poop, poop, poop. And some cats are obviously indoor cat. My cat's a totally indoor cat. She's we know, we know we live in an apartment. She's an indoor cat, and also obviously don't want to um, terrorise the uh, the local wildlife. So she poos in a litter litter box, litter tray, and that goes down the toilet. Well, I didn't need to know that. Well, I, it doesn't work. For, um, you know, litter trays. I don't. I don't even put a litter tray out. It's usually outdoors in the garden. Mm. Or um. So let's go back to your childhood. Let remind me. You had um. I remember your dog at the time called, go on, what was your dog called? Glenny. Glenny. And Glenny was a what? He was a pit bull something or other. No, she, was, she wasn't a pit bull. She a was just bull. a, she was a, a miniature bull terrier. A miniature bull terrier. So that, I, is that like the dog that's in um, Oliver, Bill Sykes' dog? Yes. A Bill Sykes' dog, isn't it? Yeah, it was Oliver. Bill Sykes' dog, but a little version of it. little version of and that. And they're just, they are solid. Um, but there's a Staffordshire Bull Terrier as well. Yeah. And then there's the Pitbull Bull Terrier that has the, yeah. the bad reputation of the yeah. one that's been uh, the fighty one. But you've sort of, the name Glenny sort of runs in the family, doesn't it? You want to Glenny number five? No, with your dog, we're, on, we're on multiple Glennies because um, we were having a conversation one day and my dad was talking about, you know, when I was a lad and Glenny, blah, blah, blah. And one of my friends just looked at him and went, we knew that dog was weird, but how old is it? Like 40 years old. And he said, no, 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 that was another Glenny. So it was a family name for a, for a Bull Terrier. Had Glenny Junior. 
Glenny Senior. Glenny, Glenny, Glenny. Like George W. Bush, and it'd be like George Bush, George Glenny, Bush. Glenny. Yeah, no, Glenny. so we, so we had a dog, and then my mum had some cats. Um, but we also had and they hamsters. had unusual names. Before we move on, I think we need to, you know, share with our listeners the names of your cats. Oh, Nicodemus and, and Zacharias. They were. They were actually. They were beautiful Siamese. Siamese. And I was very allergic to your cats, wasn't I? Do you well, remember? I think everybody was, apart I, from us. I know. So um, every time I came around to your house with the cats, I was a sneezing. Disaster. A sneezing disaster. <laughs> disaster. Well, it was either the cats or the polish. I don't think we ever got to the bottom of it. My mum used a lot of polish. And I yeah. have long had a theory that it was the polish. Well, I am allergic to some cats, actually, and which and so is my mum, and I can't pick the cats that it will be. But I will – an interesting little bit of information here. It is, in fact, an enzyme. Most people that are allergic to cats, it's not that people think, oh, it's the cat fur, but it's not. It's actually an enzyme in their saliva. I need that. that we're allergic to. I need so that. Obviously, cats lick themselves a lot and then you and touch. You, and they lick themselves yeah. too? To clean themselves. What? No, to cool down. No, oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Full of full of facts, this podcast. Um, you got it here first, people. Um, and I recently found a really nice cat website. Healthy Whiskers. Healthywhiskers.com. It's full of amazing information. We'll put this in the show notes, won't we? It was really good. I really enjoyed that. It talks about all the different sorts Why of Why um, do cats, cats get cold? Why do cats sometimes put their paw over their eyes when they're sleeping? Oh, yes. Yes, so, yes. Um, but in terms of... Um, so, yeah, I grew up with dogs. We didn't have cats. We had Andy, who was the one I talked about earlier, he was called, he was named after a children's TV character, Andy Pandy. Mm. Not aging myself here, but he was Andy. He was a beautiful dog, incredibly naughty, but I don't know if you remember him. Of course, I remember Andy. Him. He was very, very lovely. And then, I mean, I think one of the pets are an amazing experience to have. But one of the most heartbreaking things, well, we might as well get onto it now, is when you lose a pet, isn't it? It's, oh, it's um, terrible. It's terrible. It really is. It's hard. Well, most people Benching. treat most people, in, depending on the culture, though. Most people, well, we we always treat our cat like a member of the family. Well, so it's like losing a member. Family. And I think when I've read about this, losing a pet initially is as hard as losing, you know, someone that you're close to, whether it's a, you know your parent or whatever, because you've got that association with them. But what apparently you you do get over it quicker because you never actually conversed verbally with them. So that's what they say. Oh. But initially, like the first the first day or even the first what week, if you're, what it if is like, it's as hard as, as, as actually losing a family oh, member. I know, I know. Um, well, and that's why I suppose dogs and cats are quite good because they do live for a reasonable number of years. We also had hamsters oh. gerbils. I think they we started don't last off very with, long, do they? Oh, not at all. They're like, um, go on. Within Basil, like, you know, five Basil minutes. Didn't, Yes. Like six months, I think, Basil. That's or not a year, good, like return years. on investment, is it really? No. We had, um, we started with gerbils, I think. Um, and then we had the unfortunate incident of the gerbil. Oh. Because the gerbils have tails. Right. Very famous occasion in our household with gerbils. We used to let them out and they used to run around my room. So um, when I was little, you know, the, the gerbils would run around the room, free, you know, freestyling. Oh, freestyling. Um, for a bit of exercise and I used to sit there and, and I was only like two years old and I was sitting there cutting up the, you know, that sticky paper that you used to get. Yeah, yeah, One side yeah. was coloured, the other side was sticky and you cut it into a shape and make a house. Oh, I used to enjoy that. Yeah. I loved that. Um, so I was there with my scissors cutting up 
my sticky paper. Oh my God. And then I was trying to get the gerbils, but they went under my bed and I couldn't get the gerbils, but I've forgotten I had the scissors on my hand. So I think I was trying to get them with the scissors to move them out and I ended up chopping the tail off. Oh, Bobo. I was only two. You must have been traumatised by this. I don't think I was, but I think the gerbils weren't happy. (laughs) Did it survive? Did the gerbils survive? Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. We just had one gerbil with a tail and one gerbil without a tail. That was all. Oh my gosh. But you've had quite, you know, obviously gerbils and things. You've also had quite unusual pets. We had guinea pigs. Well, well, it's not that unusual, a guinea pig, but you've had like a whole... Well, it was unusual. We had one normal guinea pig, like a (laughs) short-haired... <laughs> um, short haired normal guinea pig and but one then, mentally retarded uh, one <laughs> and one, one fluffy haired guinea pig that my brother found in the field behind our house um, and he found hundreds of guinea pigs but he just brought one home luckily so are guinea pigs like you know are they out in the wild normally or is it someone's no. pet that escaped I think there must have been a couple of them that escaped and they'd bred up to about a hundred oh or, or more and he got in the local paper we got a picture of him with his guinea pig and the guinea pig, you know, behind us, the hundreds of guinea pigs that How were out in the How did those world. guinea pigs last? Um, I think you might get a good six to seven years out oh of a guinea God. pig. That's quite a long time. Where did they live? In your room? No, they were in the shed. Oh. We had a shed and they had a, a hutch in the shed. Um, they were quite good. Gosh, a lot of... But you also had... Another oh. quite unusual pet, which you actually can't get now because it's actually illegal. I didn't know get. it was unusual. We had a tortoise. No, that is unusual because a tortoise isn't. And this obviously, we were, when you're back in England, being brought up in England, it's not usual to have a tortoise, is it? I don't know where we got the tortoise from. Probably. I think it arrived in our garden one day. It arrived in your garden one day. Well, they do. They're, they're actually they're quite not native to England, aren't no, they? No, but they're quite speedy. And we used to take it, when we used to go on holiday, we used to take it up to my grandfather's house. And at one point we left it with my grandfather for company. Um, and he forgot that he had the tortoise. And he, he, he mowed the lawn and mowed the tortoise with his fly mow and took the top of the shell off the tortoise. So the vet was quite inventive in plaster of Paris, the shell back on top. Um, the tortoise was unharmed, just lost just a bit of shell. shell. And so he plastered of Paris, a bit of shell on top. I think he's still with um, my sister-in-law. He's not still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still but alive. How old is he now? Because I remember your tortoise. I don't know, 45? Oh, my God. Are 15? you serious? Yeah. He's still alive. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was he called? Dolly Dado. Dolly Dado. I mean, Which is well tortoise. And he was a nice old tortoise and they hibernate, didn't At they? At least I think it's the same one. It could be a different one that arrived in a garden when I was living in London. I don't think they just arrive in the garden, baby. Like, <laughs> I think a tortoise they do. Is not like a, it's not native. <laughs> it's like the stork <laughs> delivers them. No. It could have been one that arrived in the garden in London that's with my sister. But she definitely got a tortoise. And I thought it was Dolly Duddo. And they hibernate. Where is your sister-in-law? Where does uh, she live? Just outside Oxford. Because I'm going back... To England in April, I might have to go and investigate. You want to go and see the I tortoise? I think I need to go and investigate if it's the original tortoise, tortoise or another tortoise. Or not. But apparently, actually, you cannot buy tortoises now. It's illegal. Well, I think they just arrive in the garden, according to me. No, they're exotic They'll arrive in the garden. Creatures, you just exotic. want a tortoise, it'll arrive in the garden. So, um, But they hibernate. So it's quite interesting when they hibernate. You have to put them away for winter. Yeah. But you never know quite, because sometimes they don't move a lot. You know, but when they're moving around, you put a little bit of um, tomato out or a bit of cucumber or remnants of the lettuce and they're like a rocket. They're so fast. If you take your eyes off them, they've gone. You know, and that's how you lose them into next door's garden, you see. A bit of salad. 
Talk they to do, the they do like that. But you have to pick the moment to, to put them into the box. We used to put ours in the box in the attic um, for winter. And then you've got to remember that they're there and occasionally check them. Because otherwise they'll wake up and they'll get, you know, starved to death. So you give them a little bit of food while they're hibernating? No, because yeah. they're asleep. They're asleep. They? Okay. Right. Asleep. Oh, you mean you've got to check that they, you know, don't need them for two yeah. years of yeah. hibernation? You've got to remember that you've got a tortoise in the loft and go yeah. and wake it up and give it some food at some point. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, well, getting back to me, because oh, it's not sorry, about yes. You. So I had obviously Andy, lovely dog. He passed away, unfortunately, when he was about 12 or 13, of, um, which was I traumatic. I remember that. I remember you being very upset. Very, very upset. And we waited a little bit. And actually, in between that, we looked after my grandma's dog for a while. Monty? No, Trixie. Did oh, you Trixie. Trixie. We had two dogs for a while. I it's thought Monty was your grandma's dog. No, no, no. Monty was my. So after they both had carked it, we waited about six months. And, you know, we just thought, you know, we'd had a dog since I was about four. And my mum and dad were like, oh, this is too quiet, too quiet. And they, we got a rescue dog. I think it was my mum's 50th birthday present from my dad. And we got um, Monty, Monty dog. Monty dog. Monty. So he was a very sprightly rescue dog that we rescued when he was eight months old. He oh, I thought you had him as a middle-aged dog. No, no, no. He was eight months. So still quite puppyish, but quite full-grown. He was a cross, again, a yellow dog, but a cross between something. Massive legs, so a little bit, thing. I reckon a bit of greyhound and, you know, Labrador or whatever. Very playful. Retriever. I always thought he had him. a bit of a retriever. He'd obviously been a little bit abused because he was quite skitzy and a little bit scared. He had paint all down him, so obviously whenever he'd been, he was found wandering the streets and obviously walked past something and had paint all down him. But he, again, he was a very loyal, lovely dog who absolutely loved bits, actually. And again, you know, when they finally reached that age, and I think his last, he was we probably about 15 or 16. And for a big dog, that was pretty good. It was heartbreaking, again, to, to go through that. So, but having said that, you know, you wouldn't be without having your pets. And there's actually a lot of benefits of having pets, well, uh, unless you're it's Monty and he has a rather an affectionate. Oh, um, actually, well, you have a few stories about. It. I think he rather well, Monty, liked your dad, didn't he? Monty rather liked my dad, didn't he? He was a bit highly sexed. Say the dog. <laughs> well, and every time we went over to visit Emma, the dog would attach itself to my dad's leg and and proceed to hump him for yeah, the two hours that we were there. Your dad used to encourage him, didn't he? Your dad was a little wow. bit encouraging. But my dad's always had this bit of strange relationship with animals. He thinks he's Dr. Doolittle, so he thinks he can actually talk to them all. And the worst one was when we went to look at a new car and there's this, the couple had these two massive Dobermans who were like very angry mm. at someone coming on their property and they were in the garden at the back. And this guy opened his gate and these two massive dogs ran out and I just stopped was my dad just went up to them and grabbed them by the nose one at a time and just blew up the net, blow up the nose. That was his that secret. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his secret for, for um, letting a dog know who's who, who's the oh. boss, is you grab them and blow up the nose. Unusual behaviour. Well, I thought a high risk strategy myself. Um, luckily, the dogs didn't bite him, so it was all right. Um, but yes, I think uh, there has been quite a lot of mental health um, benefits from having a pet. Uh, so it's well documented and well known that if people who have pets tend to have lower blood pressure, 
you tend to have um, a heart rate and lower risk of heart disease. And um, it's deemed to be really good for your mental health as well, which is why I think we've seen during COVID, a lot of people, when we've been working from home, you're a lot more isolated and um, a pet has been the answer for many people. And because you're working from home, you can look after it. You're not worried about leaving well, exactly. And you're there with the pet all day. So that's one of the reasons why I never got a dog over here because I felt I wasn't home enough to look after the dog. Um, but I think, you know, there's all, been all sorts of trials now where they're sort of trying to bring pets into pet therapy. You know, oh, so you, yeah, definitely. And they take dogs. Don't they take dogs around hospitals? They do so you can, take you dogs. Can, dogs. You can, they are. like, I And know. I think the, there is, in terms when you stroke something like a dog, it releases endorphins, doesn't it? It makes you feel good and all that kind of stuff. You know, nice fluffy. Well, it actually doesn't matter stroking. if it's if it's. I always thought it was the stroking of something fluffy, so I thought stroking oh. a cat lowered your blood pressure. Pressure, but actually, the studies say it doesn't matter what you're stroking. So they've done studies of people stroking tortoises, oh, cats, dogs, spiders, uh, not spiders, Snakes. um, and even and and it doesn't matter what you stroke. Stroking your husband. Well, we're coming on to that in a minute, Emma. I think what's the difference between your your, your pet and your husband? But um, even they found that even having crickets um, improved the mental health of really. Of I'm not sure what a cricket is bringing, elderly bringing into your equation, but well, they just less less um, less depressed because they had something to care for. It's companionship, isn't it? Well, um, I think it's caring for something and taking your mind off everything else. Because as you said, it's a point of. Um, Point of being, and actually, put just thinking of that. Remember, I'm just been watching Afterlife with Ricky Gervais, yes, where the dog, you know, because he's got to basically look after the dog and feed the dog when he was in the depths of despair and grief over losing his wife. The dog basically kept him going and saved his life because he had to look after something, something else to focus on, isn't it? Than yourself, mm. so yeah, no, there's I've an interesting going. one of fish because I have a fish tank as well, and I love my fish tank because I actually really like in, I really enjoy watching the fish swimming I around because I really enjoy cleaning and cleaning out the tank. <laughs> well, it is quite a commitment, a fish tank, a commitment, yeah. um, especially in summer because the water gets warm and you get a lot more algae blooms Back and to it's, mold. it's really difficult to um, control, but it, it, they've done studies again, people with Alzheimer's disease um, who dined in front of aquariums with brightly coloured fish, ate more, got better nutrition and were less prone to pacing. They were also more attentive and less lethargic. Okay, so fish have, if you're just having fish. Yeah, fish are good. Guinea pigs are good. Um, but one of the observations a friend of ours I had this weekend was that, you know, you get much more out of having a pet than you do a, a, a partner. Um, so people generally prefer their pets to partners. Is that what we're saying? Yes, here? yes. So what? And pets, mm. you get a lot more out of a pet. But there, there was a. Um, so yes, I and, and if you think about it, you can you can sort of you can sort of understand that. Oh yes. Um, my cat is very loving. He's give give give. Well, let's let's just give, describe people on the podcast. Your cat is a little bit like Garfield, isn't it? Garfield cat. Yes. He's big, fat, ginger cat, beautiful, but he's, you know. He's a little on the, um, what's he, what do the boys call it? Oh, I can't remember what they call it. Stumpy side, not a stumpy side. He's a little bit on the um, chonky. Chonky, chonky. Chonky side. Chon- he's not lovely, chonky, though. he's chonky, chonky he's side. He's a beautiful chonky. cat. He's very lovely. He is a lovely cat. And you, he's oh. a rescue cat. You rescued and let, what's his name? Give us a name. Um, Sabrin Turfle. He's ginger and he likes to sing. 
Um, so those who aren't there, Bryn so Turfle. Bryn Turfle is actually an opera singer, a Welsh opera singer that no one's ever heard of apart from yourself. He's very famous. Well, I know, but you know, but not a lot of not a lot of people here in Sydney have heard well, of Bryn Turfle. Op lovers would know Bryn Turfle. So there's a very good friend of ours who's also a very regular um, podcast listener who thought you whenever she thought she actually thought it was Bryn Turtle was his name and not Bryn Turfle. So he's forever known as Bryn Turtle. Not Bryn Turfle. So um, Bryn Turtle, anyway, so Sir Bryn Turfle um, is my cat because of another friend of ours said, if you're going to have a pet, you have to give them a proper name. So they've got a cat called Stuart O'Grady. Um, and they're so we After all had the to, cyclist that had a drug issue. The dirty cheating drug. Drug cheat, yes. Yeah. Um, so when you got your cat from the rescue home, had he already been given a name or did you Yes, give- his name was Bryn. Oh, okay. So you... Just shoved on the other. We just bit. added the um, required uh, turfle on the end oh. of it, and then of course the Queen knighted Bryn Turfle, didn't she? Oh, I see. So hence he's Sir Bryn Turfle because he's got a knight. So people out there, just go- if you have got no idea what we're talking about, just just Google Bryn B R Y N Turfle, however that is. Bryn Turfle. Well, um, before we move, I'm going to talk. I have a cat too. Do I'm you have a cat, cat. Emma? Do. What sort of cat do you have, I Emma? I have a Russian blue who's beautiful. So and are you allergic to your cat? No, because they're a hypoallergenic cat. So when I've got a cat, I thought, I don't want to risk getting a cat that's going to make me sneeze. So I Googled and discovered that this breed is very good because it doesn't actually emit a lot of the enzyme that make people sneeze and have an allergic reaction. So she, when we went to get her, because she was quite an expensive cat, actually, where she cost me $800, <gasps> not a 10 grand... <gasps> Cavoodle, but an $800 cat, which I thought at the time was, well, that's a lot of money for a cat. But anyway, went up and, you know, she's a lovely, lovely cat and beautiful kitten. The reason we got the cat is because Ellie, my daughter, wanted a pet and she said, can we have lizards? So to get her off the track of having lizards, I thought, I don't want lizards. No, let's What's get a cat. A lizard? I didn't fancy a lizard. It can be fun. Well, anyway, I've got the cat. So when we went to the breeder, when I spoke to the breeder, she was like, we thought we were getting a male cat because... Russian blues are often bred for bringing more breeding cats or they're show cats. So we were, thought we were going to get a male cat. So when we were driving up to get the, you know, to look at the cat, I'm mean, coming up with all the male names. Being Russian, we're coming up with, you know, a Smirnoff and Rasputin, Rasputin, whatever. And then we get there and it's like, no, you can have this one. She's the end at run to the litter. She's never going to be good enough to be a show cat. So you can have her. And she was the tiniest, tiniest little kitten. And Ellie, who was about 10 at the time, said, oh, you know, because I want to call her Mimi, because it's a bit like Mimi, but Mimi, M-I-M-I. So that's why we've got Mimi. And she, you know, she's really the, the um, everyone loves her more than anyone else in the household, really. Well, and and do you think that, it, I, I was surprised that when I got my own cat, my mum used to have cats and they were nice, but I never really liked them. Um. Not in the same way that I bonded with the dog. We all bonded with the dog. The dog, mm. the dog is someone who a dog is always pleased to see you. Whenever you get home, oh, they, they bound the tail, to the door. They? They're happy to see mm. you. They, it's as if you are a member of the Beatles. Every time you come home, <laughs> they are there. Um, cats a little bit more picky, but my cat always used to run to the door to meet me. But even he's recently he's given up on that. So he's, no, I um, mean cats. It's a different relationship. I mean, I, this is the first cat that I've ever had. but And it is different to having a dog, but I must admit I get as much out of having a cat as I do as a dog. But it's different. It's always on their terms. You have to grow their trust. But then they are very loyal. You know, they are actually, they love you and they're loyal and they're, 
you know, and um, but it is, yeah, it's different. It's well, this different. was our friend's observation recently over the weekend. She said, you know, why would you bother getting a partner? So women of a certain age, you know, why would you bother getting going for another man? You know, someone you've got to clean up after who's just annoying um, when you can have a cat because they give you everything you need. They give you companionship. They give you love. Good point. Are responsive. They, you know, they improve your mental health. All they don't very answer you positive. back. They're not snoring. No, and that there's not a, farting. There was an article um, recently in Women's Weekly here. Um, ten reasons why cats are better than husbands. Um, you know, and and the lady who writes it, her cat, Mister Fluffy Pants. Mister um, Fluffy Pants. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he's. He's absolutely great. He he doesn't um, snatch the remote control off her. He uh, doesn't drink all the wine and not replace it in the wine fridge. He's happy um, to eat the same food every day. So you, know, you don't need to um, worry about food preparation. You can kick him off the bed if he, if he tries to um, wake you up in an amorous mood and he doesn't hold a grudge. Um, uh, so he... He um, never really wants to stay up later than you. He'll come to bed when when you want to go to bed. Um, and he never leaves his toilet seat up. Which I, I thought she's got good points here. She's got they're very good she's points. She's got some very good points. I like the one about the remote control. I thought that was quite interesting, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that. In there. You're, you know, if you get a cat, have a cat. Don't have a partner. Well, so would you go cat over dog? I mean, I do feel we are missing out on having question. a dog to, to walk, but I'm also quite grateful I don't have to get picking up the dog poops. Picking up the dog poop. Would I? Oh, gosh. Cats are definitely easier. They're a bit more self-sufficient. Do you know what I mean? Like you can, if you have to go away for a night, you can put on the feed, the self, you know, the automatic feeder and, you know, you leave it with enough water, a litter tray, and the cat will be okay overnight. I'm sure it's a bit wondering where everyone is, but it's okay, which you cannot really do. You can't do for a dog. So cats, I think, are easier in that circumstance. I would, you know, if I'm going out for the day, still miss the cat, but I'm not like, oh God, what are we going to do with the cat? So it's definitely easier. I still, I feel as much bond with a cat as I ever did with my with the dogs that I've had, as much love and as much companionship. In some ways, you don't get as much attention, but when you do get the attention, it's just there, and they, you can tell they let you. You're their world. You're, you know, you're part of your their cat family and they love you to bits. So ideally, I'd probably have one of each in an ideal world. I'd have one oh. of each if I had, you know, if time wasn't an object and money was an object and I had a big fancy house, I'd probably have one of each. How about you? What would, baby, what would you do? Well, I don't know. There's certain health benefits of having a dog with the activity. You have yes. to walk them. Good the exercise. idea of having a, a dog, you've got to walk the dog, mm-hmm. which can be as much as a, a, a good thing as a bad thing if you really don't feel like walking the dog. Um, so I, I think it's different. I, having a cat is not what I imagined having a cat was going to be like. I have to say that, that the, the bond and the relationship is far stronger than I anticipated. So you're, you have a male dog. Do you feel your, your cat being a male bonds closer to you as a female than the other? I have a male cat. You've got a, sorry, male cat to female. Cause they say that a female cat will bond more to a male person. So I'm just wondering if your male cat is bonding more to you. No, than- he he's very food driven. So he bonds to the person who feeds him the most, which at the moment is my eldest son. So he he's absolutely his favourite. 
by far. Mm. I used to be his favourite until I went overseas for a couple of months. And in my absence... Someone um, else was the main feeder. Someone else was the main feeder. And uh, he doesn't get me up in the morning anymore at 5.30am to give him his breakfast. So, And he doesn't get me up at 2am in the morning to give him his midnight snack. I'm going to give a top tip for our listeners out there. If you have a cat and it's getting you up during the night, buy the automatic food feeder thing because I what we do because my cat used to wake us up you know, two or three times a night for food because they're nocturnal cats are nocturnal so I've bought one of those automatic feeders and at night we set it you know we get this food and then it will come on four or five hours later fantastic she still wakes me up at 10 to 6 every day but I'm not getting woken up at three in the morning oh no I got the snuggles you see I find the game snuggles changer. game changer I find this I'm getting less I used to get battered about the face and nibbled at the back of the neck um, but I'm getting less of that. I just get snuggles now. Um, and the problem is I find when the cat comes to snuggle, you don't want to get out of bed. No, I just like to say, observation, we are sounding like old cat ladies here. Well, I think there's old a reason for that though, Emma. That if you had, the reason being that we are a bit Yeah, but if you had the choice, would you go for a human partner, companion, companion or a pet? Or cat? Or I think there's a reason why you get mad, mad cat ladies. No, absolutely. They're easier, aren't they? Because the cats give you a lot more than the men never do. But we like, you and I then are living the dream because we've got lovely husbands and lovely cats, aren't we? Living the dream. We are living the dream. dream. Living the dream. If only we could have that dog, then we'd we'd be... be, complete. I think that's what we're missing in our lives. I think we should just go and steal some. Let's just go and steal some dogs. Well, look, we've talked about pets. I've got one thing to share before we finish up. I had a um, goldfish. We, We had goldfish when I was... When I was little and growing up, and the, one of my goldfish, what we wanted to fare, he lived to be 17 years old, that goldfish, which is pretty pretty good. Your, baby, your fish, you know, are they, do they last, are they, you know, are they resilient? I've had some fish. I've are they had, lasting long I've time? I've got some that are really going on. They've been definitely there for years. But we had a goldfish when I was young. Yeah. We used to have goldfish occasionally. We Again, you'd win them at the fair, wouldn't you? Yeah, back in and, those um, days, yeah. My I think it was my brother got a chemistry kit um, when oh acetate things were very popular. Oh, God, what's he doing? <laughs> well, so when the goldfish died, oh. he put the goldfish in the – it was a square acetate thing. Oh, God, did he, like, embalm the fish? He, well, he well, put like the dead fish. fish in the acetate. Oh, I remember those things. It made a paperweight out of it. Yeah, 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 to make a paperweight out of it. <laughs> and then he sealed it in. And that the fish was alive. Well, the fish Not wasn't alive. alive, but the fish lived on in the in the acetate yeah, for but it years. Wasn't, he didn't put it in there when it was still alive. No, did no, he? it was dead. Right. I think. Well, he says it was dead. I think oh, it was God. dead. But it, it was really good because after like years and years and years, it really it, it slowly it was started. Like a resin thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember those. They, they slowly really started to, to to sort of decompose, and you could see his guts, and you oh could hold him like this, and you could see the guts go That's from disgusting. back and back and forth. But we used to keep him on the um, windowsill. <laughs> it was my favourite thing to clean. Whenever I we had to clean the windowsill every Monday, it was cleaning house in our house. Well, actually, on that note, I used to play with the resin. Did you fish. think your brother might have got? Because your dad back in the day, I'm never sure why. And perhaps you can explain why. Was a bit of taxidermist, derminess. But perhaps we shouldn't bring that up because it's not really PC, is it? We won't talk about that. I don't know why my dad did a bit of taxidermy. But I just remember, you know, you'd, you'd walk into the garage and he's there with a dead fox, skinning the fox oh, no, or no, doing no. something with a fox. Well, look, I don't think we might so stop there because it's things, not very... Things um, were often a little bit, bit unusual in our house. For people that are listening, this is 
years ago. So nothing years like ago. that would happen now. I don't now. think you do home taxidermy no. these days, this do you? Is, this is back in, you know, geriatric English times. Oh, back in the 40s. Not happening 30s. now. Not happening now. But no, Interesting no. times. But my dad did dabble in a bit of taxidermy. As you do. As, As you, you do. do. We never really got to the bottom of it. No, perhaps we don't want to. <laughs> no, I think there's to. some things that are best left, as you say, best left lie. Let, Sorry, let I brought lie. that up. Perhaps I shouldn't have brought that well, up. Well, no, you just now traumatised me know. and I'm going to have some very strange Stop. dreams tonight. On your, very strange dreams. But, um, well, look, baby, I've, you know, I'm, it's been delight. I've been delighted to talk about pets because I love, I love animals, all things animals, soft and furry. And, um, well, I like any sort of pet. Me, gerbils, hamsters. Hamsters, I think, were my least preferred just because they didn't I, last long. They were so cute. I think um, it's, didn't last. I, I feel very fortunate that I grew up with pets. I think it teaches you a lot as a child when you have pets, something to look after. You know, you, you get to take it for a walk. You have to be told, your mum tells you you've got to take it for a walk, you've got to feed it, you've got to clean out the bowls. You know, it's it's taking responsibility. I think you get a lot out of a child. And it also talks I'm not sure how responsible were we for. I, again, I came across recently pictures of our dog and our guinea pig. Um, and it seems we used to put the guinea pig in the dog's basket. I'm surprised the dog didn't eat it, to be honest. Well, luckily, we don't, you're not going to have the RSPCA after you, I hope, after this well, episode. We were both very happy, but I know, you know, I knew we had the, uh, the dog like the guinea pig. Anyway, was it? No, uh, I lots, did. I remember coming of, um, to your house and it was a, a joyful, happy house with lots of lovely pets and weird things running around. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, weird things running around, and they were just my siblings. Is that right? Weird things running around. So on that note, Emma, I look. It's been a. It's not really been a we fascinating could, I could talk episode. About, we haven't even touched a number of things. Yeah. Oh. Well, of other things that we may or may not have had over the years. It's like, but we're running out of time. We could do look, down the track. We made you pets too. Oh, that's like pet cemetery, isn't it? Oh, gosh, we could I talk did. about where we buried our pets. Oh, no, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, yeah, let's do that no, let's one. leave it on an uplifting Did any of them really come back to life? Oh, gosh, look at you. Da, da, da. Oh, but look, on an uplifting note, pets, dogs, cats, whatever you have, look after them, cherish them. They give you a lot in your life. And if, if you're struggling being alone um, with the pandemic and you're feeling a little bit lonely, we would highly recommend a pet. Highly recommend a pet and listen to the podcast. Oh, pets and podcasts, the double P's. The double P's. Well, on that note, lovely chatting. Thank you to all our listeners. Thank you so much for listening and all your support. We really, really appreciate it. And it's good night from me. And it's goodbye for me as well. We'll catch up next time. Next time. Bye. Bye.